Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Blog Talk Radio is up. And live deliverance is up. And we are now streaming live simultaneously worldwide here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries dot com. I want to thank our audience that's listening to us. I'm very elated to be here in these United States of America. Here in America, I'm here temporarily. We'll be back in Jamaica January 10th, 2024. We'll be back in Jamaica January, June 10th, 2024. And back in Jamaica living permanently in 2025 to 26, 27, and 28, and 29. And so I'm called on up, I guess. I'm going to be buried in Jamaica. I have declined to be buried in the United States with the U.S. government as a veteran. I will be laid to rest uh, on the island of Jamaica, my home that God has given me from home. Blog Talk Radio is area code 646-378-1857. Again, we have all-time listeners on Blog Talk since we've been on Blog Talk Radio. We have ministered to over 164,295 people. Man, that's the Lord. You know, when you look at the stats and you just work, you don't recognize what's going on until you really look at these stats. And I thank uh, Sister Durden for teaching me how to uh, understand these statistical readings. Also, uh, Blog Talk Radio, here in the United States, we have a 41% listening audience. And in South Africa, we have a 25% point uh, audience. And in Norway, we have a 70%. And in Israel, we have a 25% audience. And in Canada, 15%. Our Facebook listeners that who's listening to me right now, uh, we have 34.70% men and 65.30% women that listen to us. Also on our Facebook streaming, we want to welcome the nations that's listening to us right now. Uh, Kingston's Jamaica, Wagwan, One Love, Jamaica, United States, Canada, United Kingdom, South Africa, Australia, Nigeria, Pakistan, Trinidad and Tobago, Ghana, uh, South Africa, United Arab Emirates, uh, South uh, Korea, Vietnam, Israel, Havana, Cuba, Ethiopia, Somalia, uh, Jordan, Chad, Liberia, and Uganda, and one more here, Falkland Islands. Okay, we're going to be talking about something that a lot of people have been calling in, dealing with is worrying, stress pressures of life, your emotion, looking at the situation, not praying. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. How God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and who went about doing good, healing all the press of the devil. Lord, your word says if we confess our fault that you are just and able to forgive us from all unrighteousness based on 1 John 1, 9. Father, we take this time and opportunity for you to forgive us for all of our sins that we have committed today. Forgive us for being lazy. Forgive us for any sin that we have fallen short of your glory this day. 
Lord, we thank you that you have forgiven us for our sin. You've thrown into the sea of forgiveness, Psalms 103, 11, and 12, Psalms 85, 2. We thank you for the precious blood of Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one, the one that can save us from darkness and give us eternal life. We come against every demonic force that would block this listener or the listeners to hear this. In Jesus' name we pray that the airways be clear and that it be crystal clear in the simplicity form for the believer to receive his, her blessing or his blessing today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Worrying. How are you going to get this done? How are you going to get that done? What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? Worrying, if you are a Christian, is just that lack of faith, point blank. No faith. No faith. Worrying is self-induced. It's not a demon. It's you. Worrying puts stress on your nervous system. It puts stress on your heart. It creates your blood to flow at an abnormal level. It opens up the door of obesity. It opens up the door to a lack of sleep. It opens up the door to escape worry. Some people go get drunk, worry about it tomorrow. Just just get away from it temporarily. When you wake up from that problem, it's going to be right back there waiting on you the next day when you wake up. I tried that. That doesn't work. Why is it that we as Christians... Don't trust God. You had to trust him to believe that he was the son of God. You had to believe in your heart and confess. If thou should believe in thy heart and confess with thy mouth, thou should be saved. You had to believe in your heart. So you was able to believe in your heart to accept Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Why you can't believe in your heart to believe on him and to trust him and not look at the circumstances. See, when you look at circumstances, this is where the devil Begin to mess you up. It's the same thing he did with Eve. Her eyes looked upon the apple, and it was good and pleasant to the eyes. Well, he will get you to look at your circumstances and get you to compromise something against God to do something to get that money to pay that bill, whether it's a sin that you can commit. And I know people who've done that, special women trying to take care of their children, opening up their bodies to... Uh, 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 the spirit of sexual loss, uh, and and I've seen people steal, uh, knowing they don't have to, but they don't they don't know how to trust God, so they go to the rubble part of their life. That's that rubble. All of us have that rubble in us, and when we get that rubble working, it's not God, and it puts us in a position where we can't be blessed. It doesn't pay to worry. It doesn't pay to try to figure something out because. Ezekiel 38, 9 and 10 said, Thou shalt think an evil thought. And if you don't cast down the imaginations of that problem that you got, you will not be successful. You have to trust the Lord. So with this formula, I'm going to give you how to counteract this and how to trust the Lord. God doesn't want any Christian to sit up here and be worried. Uh Everybody can come through it. I come through attacks as I'm responsible for the bills and how I'm going to get this, how I'm going to get that, and I just try to pray through it. But I definitely try not to worry. God doesn't want us to worry. God's word says in Proverbs 
chapter 3, verse 5, he says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. That's what God says. Now, I have to do something, and I hope that this can work if Chaplain Durden can hear me. Wait one minute, brothers and sisters. I need Brother Paul in the room. Chaplain John Durden, can you hear me? Yes. I need you to call Brother Paul for me. Hang up and call back in the room. I, this is live. I'm having a problem, and I'm going to be still teaching. I'm going to wait till you get back in the room. I'm going to just be talking to people until you get back in the room uh, so that you won't miss the sermon. Uh, do you have a pen and piece of paper? Yes. His number is 850-207-5638. Where is he? Uh, he's in Texas. Okay, you want me to call tell, him? Tell, and... tell, tell Brother Paul, if he can, this is Brother Emmett, need him to go into the chat room if he can. I need help in the chat room to post the scriptures in the chat room. Okay. All right. I'll do it now. Okay, and then call back. I'll still be in the room talking and waiting until you get back. All right. I got 850-207-5638. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay, now while he's doing that, uh, brothers and sisters, God wants us to trust him. He says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. Our own understanding is limited. And see, the devil knows it's limited. He knows it's limited. And if he knows that it is limited... He's going to stretch your imagination because it's limited. And if he can put so much stress on you and so much pressure on you to get you to sin, to get you to do an abominable thing, to get you to do something that's degrading in order to get some money, he doesn't care about your body. He don't really care anything about you. He's hoping that you would do this. When we worry, we give the devil a legal entrance into our lives. Worrying gives the devil and his demons legal entrance into our lives when we worry. We are not intended to have all that pressure on a human being. When we worry, we lack faith. Whatsoever is not of faith, Romans fourteen twenty three, it is sin. So we are committing sins because we are not trusting in the Lord, and we're worrying. Now, what worrying do is very, very, very subtle. We're talking about worrying, and, and what the devil wants you to do is to set you up and put you in a position where you have to worry. And when he does that, you are going away from God's way 
and you are looking into your own understanding, therefore, it is witchcraft that you're working within yourself because you don't have the power to change nothing but through your faith. But because of you confessing, does that necessarily make that you are believing? Because when you speak something, you have to stand on it and believe it. If the Lord tells us, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, if your whole heart is not in trusting the Lord, you're not going to trust the Lord. And you give the devil one inch. You give the devil one inch. He's going to take another one and another one and another one. Our own understanding is limited and subject to error. We must therefore be engaged by God's word and his spirit to, to lean on our understanding rather than trust God according to his word and spirit magnifies the human mind while it diminishes the human spirit. Dependence on human reasoning rather than trusting God leads to pride, spiritual uh, error, rather than being in conscious and in one accord with the Lord. Demonstrating of trusting in God is a form of faith with wisdom, with knowledge, and with patience for God to work that which is good in your life. And the devil don't want that. Okay? Uh, he would prefer that you worry. When we put something to God and give it to him, we are not supposed to take it back. Please turn to 1 Peter 5, 7. The Bible says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. God cares for the afflictions of every one of his children. A true emphasis throughout his word. He cares for us. If you don't believe that God cares for us, I want all of you to turn to Psalms 27.2 and go read that tonight. Then I want you to go to Psalms chapter 37, verse 5. And I want you to read that tonight. Then I want you to go to read uh, Psalm chapter 40, verse 17. And then I want you to read Psalm chapter 55, verse 22. Then I want you to read Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 34. Matthew chapter 10, verse 29 through 31, and Matthew eleven twenty-eight and 30, and also Philippians 4, 6. All of our fears and anxieties and concerns must be decisively given to God. Psalms 55, 22. Let's go to Psalms 55, 22. Psalms 55, 22. burdens upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee he shall never suffer the righteous to move 
But thou, O God, shall bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. When we trust in him, we will carry that burden and cast that burden upon him. When facing trials too great to bear, God invites us to cast our burdens and cares upon him. He then bears the weight of them with us and sustain us in every situation. The Holy Spirit repeated this invitation throughout redemption history. Jesus gave this invitation in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. The Apostle Peter stated that believers should humble themselves before God Casting all your care upon him, for he cared for you, First Peter 5, 7. And the Apostle Paul exhorted us to bring all our anxieties to God in prayer, promising the peace of God, where God our hearts and minds, Philippians 4, 7. Now, if we don't do that, the opposite will follow. Doubt, skepticism, you can't have an idle mind. And thou shalt think an evil thought, Ezekiel 38.10. And what the devil wants you to do is to meditate on that problem. Now, when you do that, Satan is hoping that you will go to your human wisdom, which is demonic. That type of wisdom is very demonic. And when people worry, they really use their human wisdom, and it causes them to do things and to uh, put themselves in situations where they don't have to if they would wait on God, allow God to lock on like an eagle, according to Isaiah 411, and just hold on to his wings and let him carry you through the tribulation as you trust him. When you use your human wisdom, it's demonic. And that's not trusting in the Lord. That's bringing worry. And now you're going to use your own wisdom. And that wisdom does not send above. It brings problems. James says this in James chapter 317. He says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entrusted, full of mercy, good fruits without partiality and white hypocrisy. And then in verse 15, he tells us the wisdom that I'm trying to tell you to stay away from. Because when you worry, you will use human wisdom, and that wisdom is devilish. It brings demons. In James 3.15, the word says, This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. That's where the devil wants you to be. Because you can't trust the Lord if it's devilish. You can't trust the Lord if you don't have peace. And he knows that. Now, during the process of this battle that you are going through uh, in trusting God, you have to also understand God don't want you to worry. Worry is a lack of faith. Okay? Again, worrying is a lack of faith. Now, we're going to show you some things that Jesus says. Jesus says, faith, fear has torment in 1 John 14. And when you get fearful, you get tormented. 
and then you got that on you, then that can open up a door for you to have a heart attack. The stuff is serious. Satan wants you to worry. Satan wants you to use human wisdom, which is not good because the Bible says this wisdom descended not from above. If it did not descend from above, what are you going to do and why are you trying to use your human wisdom? Because you're trying to figure out how to get out of your situation without trusting God. You're using your human tools and it ain't going to work. It's going to cause failure. You have to do this with the word of God, by the word of God, instructions from the word of God, and act on it on faith. And don't give the devil no opportunity, Ephesians 4.27, give the devil no place. Don't give him no place in your life to cause you to worry. You have to use the scriptures. My God should meet all my needs according to his riches and glory, Philippians 4.19. No weapon that's going to form against me shall prosper, Isaiah uh, 5417, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. I speak life. Father, I come in the name of Jesus. I ask by the blood of Jesus that you meet this need. Lord, your word says, cast all your cares upon him. Start doing that every day and keep talking like that every day. And then when you feel that the word is trying to crank back up, Go open up the Bible and read, read, read it out loud. I guarantee you those demons will leave you. Now, Jesus has a lot to say about worrying, and uh, he definitely doesn't want us to get caught up in it because he cares for us. And that worrying, again, is the opposite of faith. It does not consist of faith. Uh, the just shall live by faith. Uh, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not by worrying. And the devil is good at that because what he wants you to do is to not lean on God, but to lean on yourself. And any time that we lean on ourselves, we find ourselves getting in a lot of problems with the Lord. And we have to learn how to trust the Lord and not trust uh, the spirit of worrying and, and, and the spirit of, of trying to figure things out and going to human wisdom. See, these things will mess you up order for you to wait on God and trust him and be still. Don't worry, because if you do, it is sinful. Let's look what Jesus says about this. In the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 25, he says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, Know yet for your body, what you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Yet we worry all the time about what we're going to put on. And the Bible says we're not even supposed to worry about that. But because you have a lack of faith, you're going to uh, venture off into one of these avenues that's going to cause you to trip up. So stay in the word. Don't worry. Trust the Lord. And remember, Jesus says in Matthew 6, 25, 6, 20, uh, 6, Behold, the flowers of the air, for they do not sow, nor neither do they weep, nor gather into barns. Your heavenly Father feeded them. Are you not much more better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubic unto his statues? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the fields, how they grow, toil, and toil not, neither do they spin. But... Yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. 
Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the fields which is today and which is tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So when you worry, you don't have no faith. What happened to the faith that you had when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? What happened to that? What happened to the faith that you said, Lord Jesus, come into my life and forgive me for my sins? What happened to that? How did you go from trusting God to not trusting God? Jesus gives us our answer right here. O ye of little faith, wherefore take no thoughts, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these do the Gentiles seek, for yet your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. He knows that. Now, if the Lord knows that you have need of these things, the Lord has never left you behind. You've never been behind. You've never been stressed out. We all get all excited when we go through a trial. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Like any, just go on, on, go through the thing and trust them and let them develop your faith. There ain't no use of worrying. Because worrying, the Bible tells us, when you do this, it stops faith. This shuts faith off. And you need your faith to believe that, that the Lord is going to bless you for what you're dealing with. I've been waiting on something for years. Fifteen years I've been waiting. It took me 15 years to get a lawyer. I've been doing this case 30 years. 30 years and didn't know what I was doing, and God gave me mercy and grace. You have to wait. You have to be patient, and you have to allow God to move on your behalf. Don't allow worrying to open up the door. How, who, what, when. You're getting mad. You're thinking about it. How am I going to get this done? That's all going to be eternal. It's going to eat you out. God don't want you to be worrying. Praise the Lord, uh, Sister Rebecca Brooks. Wagwan, God bless you. Me love Jamaica, man. I'd be glad when I get back to Jamaica because I'm so bored here in the United States. God bless you, uh, Sister Rebecca, and God bless Jamaica. God does not want you to worry. I, I, I see so many people call me and they just be worrying. And I say, Lord, how can these Christians get so torn up? There's no foundation of the Bible. Stand in God's word. And believe God. If God says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean not into thy own understanding, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path, you have to believe that. Now, the problem is that what happens is that when Christians are going through something, that you got to recognize this could be a trial or a test. Amen. Job went through it, and God never did uh, anything but gave Job everything back, back that the devil tried to take from him. The devil is a lie. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.27, give the devil no place. And make sure that as a Christian, you lay the foundation of the principles of the Bible within your spirit so you could use it so you don't have to worry. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Wherefore, lay aside, aside all malice and guile and hypocrisy, 
and evil and all evil speaking. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so, be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. He's gracious for us. He's going to meet our needs. He wants us to trust totally in him and don't lean on your understanding. Again, when you lean on your understanding, you open up the doors to demonic spirits. You open up the doors to human wisdom. And what did the Bible say about that type of wisdom? It's not good. Let's go back and recapitulate. In the book of James, God doesn't want you using this human wisdom because human wisdom outside the wisdom of God is two different things. Human wisdom is going to give you to analyze, and it's going to really bring demons to your conscience because they work together. It's not of God. Uh, James, again, 3, uh, 15, this wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Now, you don't need that type of wisdom while you're worrying, so you have to separate yourself. Also, do not be a friend of the world. Stay out of the world so that you can really be blessed by the Lord. Don't be going in and out of the world, in and out. Don't do that. Ye adulterers and adulterers, know ye not that the friendship of the world is an enemy with God. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the Scriptures say in vain the spirit that dwelleth in us lust to envy, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he said, God resisted the proud, but give grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and more, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Brethren, he that speaketh evil of his brother, and judges his brother, speaketh evil of the law, and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judges another? Look at yourself. Stay out the world. Build up your faith. Now, if you don't have faith, you've got to take faith and mix it with what you study. And then you can believe God for what you're trying to get. You need to be doing that instead of that worrying. Worrying is self-inducing. There is no spiritual implications to worrying. This is why the devil tried to throw that thing out at people. There's no spiritual implications to worrying. God does not want you to be like that. Now, he says something. Uh... I'm trying to find a scripture. God has allowed his son to be eternal sacrifice for us, both to keep us and to protect us from evil and also to provide all of our needs. And my God shall meet all of your needs According to his, his riches and glory, Philippians 4, 19. You have to stand on that. You have to believe on that. Now, if you don't stand on that, the devil is going to take, take it away from you. If you don't cast that negative thought down, the devil will steal it from you. See, the devil works in your mind. This is how he gets people. And when, you worry, when you're worrying, that's self-induced. That, that ain't meditating on the word of God. Let me show you what, it, what, the, what the devil's trying to get you to do. 
He's trying to get you the word. In Ezekiel chapter 10, uh, Ezekiel. One to two. In the book of Ezekiel, thou shalt think an evil thought. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter thirty eight, verse ten, I want to show you something. In Ezekiel, Chapter 38, verse 10, we're talking about worrying. Now, this is a trick that the devil will do to you. Don't let him do it to you. Ezekiel 38, 10 says, Thus saith the Lord God, It shall come to pass that at the same time shall things come into thy mind, and thou shalt think an evil thought. You cannot let the devil come into your mind to make you worry. You have to have the mind of Christ, 1 Corinthians 2.16. You have to meditate day and night. You have to build up yourself on your most holy faith, Jude 118, 119, 120, and 121, the book of Jude. Pray ye in the Holy Ghost. Build yourself up. Shadaka. And just keep building up yourself so when that word starts coming, when I have a problem trying to raise money, I don't get on here and beg to the people. That's not going to get no money. How I get my money is come up in the heavens and I bind these spirits and I pray in the Holy Spirit and I go out in spiritual warfare and I use scriptures against the enemy so that income can come to this radio station. I will not allow the devil to use my mind and to me to figure out God's ways. Isaiah 55, 8 says, my ways are not your ways, neither are my thoughts yours. When you are able to rectify and check out who's talking to your mind, you can have a lot of success in spiritual warfare, especially in the areas of worrying. Because God doesn't want any Christian to worry. It is a sin to worry. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin, Romans fourteen twenty three. Now let's look at this here in a more profound way in Second Corinthians chapter 10. Because what the devil is going to try to do is to get you to come into your mind, make you think something that's contrary to God, and get you out of waiting on God. He did Eve like that. He even told Eve, you'll be like God. The devil does not want you to trust God. Remember, Satan don't want you to trust the Lord. Amen? He don't want that. And if he could steer your imagination to a place that it would be opposite of Scripture, it can mess up your blessing. So you've got to put your armor of God on. You've got to have the armor of God. We're going to do a teaching on that because you need your armor, especially the helmet of salvation, which is the breastplate of God's word with your mind. You're, you have to have the mind of Christ, First Corinthians 2.16. You have to meditate day and night so that when these thoughts come, you can say, I cast that thought down. You old lying spirit, I'm not going to do that. I remember when I first came to the Lord, it was very, very hard for me to trust the Lord because I was a soldier 
I was trained to be independent, to, to live off the land and, uh, you know, uh, drink urine and turn it into water and dig a hole and sleep in the hole and turn it over and just find ways to survive. I don't want to really get into all that, but I had to learn how to use the scriptures, not only just to, relate, to, to read them, but to believe what I relate, read. And when I believe what I read, I'm able to function and then walk as a doer of the word and not just a hearer. And when you're able to do that, you will have victory in worrying. Now, another thing that the enemy would love to do with Christians is to get you to think about your problem. Well, you can combat that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, the Bible says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. So these thoughts are not fleshly. They are demonic spirits. They're demons. They want you to worry. It takes $1,000 a month to pay all of my radio bills. And I remember when I first started in the ministry, I was young with the Lord. And, you know, I've been studying, but I never had a business before. And I never in my life was on full time. I was a former professional uh, soldier. I got a got out of that, and I developed as an aircraft mechanic, and then I went from there. I worked for Global Industries uh, on an iceberg. I've always made good money with a good skill, but I didn't know how to trust the Lord. No one taught me how to trust the Lord. I depend on my own, and a lot of us are Christians begin to go back and try to let the old man settle out your problems by not waiting on God, and when you don't wait on God... You suffer. I wait. I suffered when I got married. I'm divorced now. She was from Jamaica, and the Lord told me not to marry that woman. But I wanted a little daughter. And look, it's a price to pay when you're disobedient. Do not allow the devil to go into your thought and to tell you to do something that's contrary to Scripture while you're waiting on your blessing. Don't do it. Amen. Ephesians, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the putting down of strongholds, the thoughts, the negativity that will allow you to become worried. We're not supposed to do that. Our warfare is against spiritual forces in Ephesians six twelve. Therefore, Worldly weapons such as aggression, violence, political solutions, human uh, intelligence, human wealth, organizational skills, eloquency of speaking, uh, charismatic personalities, these are inadequate to Satan's kingdom. The only weapon that's adequate to destroy the forces of Satan and unrighteousness is the word of God. It is to meditate on God. It is to trust in his word. It is to cast that care on him. And when you cast that care on him, he cared for you. He will bring it to fruition. There's times when I know I don't know how money is going to come, but I always pray in the Holy Spirit. If you are troubled and you uh, are going through something, you can't call your pastor. You can't call people. Stop trying to run and call pastors. I ain't got nothing against pastors. I'm a pastor. But it's about Jesus, man. I mean, they, they have a wife. Don't wear the man out. <laughs> P- 
please go to Jesus, pray in the Holy Ghost instead of worrying. Pray. Jude chapter 1 verse 20, the Bible says, but ye beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. See, when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, uh, you, you, you're doing something. You're blocking the devil from talking to your natural mind. Because you can't hear the devil while you think it is. I can't hear the devil while I'm doing it. I'm building up my most holy faith. I'm speaking God's word. I'm not going to let the devil come to my mind and make me do something foolish. I know how to cast down the imagination. I know how to say, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Go, Matthew 8.32. I know how to say, leave. Go, Matthew 8.32. Use scriptures and use the word of God against the devil in everything you do. God does not want you to worry. The battlefield is in our minds. Our warfare is against spiritual forces of evil. Remember that these weapons are powerful because they are spiritual and come from God. Elsewhere, Paul lists none of these weapons committed to true righteous living gospel proclamation and faith, love, hope, and salvation, the word of God is preserved for everybody. God shows no respect to persons, Romans 2, 9. He don't show no respect to persons. So if you apply these principles, it will apply to you. It will work, and you will not fail. I guarantee you. Have the mind of Christ. When that thought comes, uh-uh, I'm not going to think on how I'm going to get this done in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Satan, I rebuke you. I'm going to wait on the Lord. And then sometimes it can get real pressure. And sometimes when demons can start putting that pressure on you, then he, it, it's, it's like it cranks up, gets worse and worse. And you don't know what to do. Then just go on over to Psalm 37 and quote this to the devil. I guarantee you, he'll leave you alone. Read this to him. Psalm 37, 1 says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquities, for they shall soon be cast down like the grass and withered as the green herd. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. If you're doing that and if you're not worried, you are in the will of God and you can be blessed. But if you're up here worrying, Lord, I'm going to get it done. I can't get it done. You're going to start using human wisdom. You're going to start making the wrong decision. You're going to start getting emotion. And behind every negative emotion, there's demonic activity. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. We have to learn how to be patient and wait on God. God is not a microwave. You can't stick God or your request in there and expect for it to be answered your way. God's ways is not your ways, neither is his thoughts yours. Isaiah 55, 8. Amen. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself to do in any wise to do evil. And some people, they'll start finding a way to do evil. I, I, I remember when I, was, when I wasn't saved, you know, Lord Jesus, I was so messed up. I was a drug dealer. 
after I got out of mil- after military, I used my military skills and I started selling cocaine and running guns and I got worse and worse and worse and worse out here. And if it wasn't for the grace of God and the Lord Jesus Christ saving me, saving me from prison, saving me from from the snares really of Satan, I thank God for his mercy and grace that I finally got it right. You can get it right by trusting in the Lord. Stop the worrying. It doesn't make any sense. It is self-inducing. It don't do anything to you. Amen? It doesn't do anything. As a matter of fact, worrying open up carnal thinking, reasoning from the mind, figuring things out, psychoanalyzing. It brings humanism. It brings doubt, self-induced. It, it definitely don't bring no rest. Jesus said, come unto me all who are heaven and laden, and I'll give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. you have to come to him for the rest. You have to cast your care upon him, for he cared for you, First Peter 5, 7. And you have to believe that my God shall meet all my needs according to his riches and his glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 19. You believe that, you will win. Renounce carnal thinking. Renounce reasoning. Renounce trying to figure things out. Renounce your human thinking. Renounce no peace. Renounce no rest. Renounce it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Renounce the loss of appetite. Renounce the spirit of anxiety when you worry. Renounce the spirit of fear. Renounce the spirit of dread. Renounce the spirit of apprehension. No. The Bible says think on good things, not nothing negative. Renounce it in the name of Jesus. Tell these spirits to leave you. Get away from me. Don't come to me in the name of Jesus. You spirits of worrying. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command that you leave me now and go. Go away from me. Matthew 8:32. Go. Go. I shall think a good thought, a good thing, according to Philippians 4. Whatsoever is good, whatsoever is lovely. That's what we need to meditate on. We not need to be set by giving the devil any opportunity to allow you to do something on your own outside of God. That's how he get all of us. It's a trap. Don't do it. Don't do it. Amen? Principalities are a complete in him. Jesus has the head over all principalities, Colossians 2.10. Jesus has the authority over every demon. Jesus has the authority over every principality. He went to hell. He took the keys from Satan. He raised on the third day. He sits at the right hand of the Father. You do not have to worry. You have a Savior that will meet your needs. You have to believe that word. You have to stand on that word. You cannot sit back and say something that's going to mess up your, your blessing. Proverbs uh, 18.21 uh, says, Death and life is in the power of the tongue. You cannot say nothing negative while you're waiting on your blessing. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruits thereof. Watch what you say. Don't say nothing negative for your blessing. Don't even try to explain that. I'm praying to get back to Jamaica. That's all I do. I'm praying. I'm saving every little dime I can to get back to Jamaica. You know, I'm more happier there. I miss Brother Earl. I miss the, the island. Man, I miss it. And uh, I'm going to move to Stony Hill. I've, I've lived in 
Hill Circle, I've been there. <laughs> I've been uh, Brawley. I've been to Washington Boulevard, Spanish Town. I've been to uh, North Patrick. I used to live in Mandeville. It's too far. I want to go to uh, Stony Hill when I get back. And I'm praying to be there permanently after I take care of this business with this case that I have person with the military. I pray that you have been a blessing tonight and that you will understand that you can't worry. We must learn to wait on the Lord. We must learn to, to have patience with the Lord. We must understand that the Lord is in control and having spoils principalities and powers, he made assure them openly, triumphant over them in it. Jesus has defeated the enemy. Amen? And pray. And when you pray, recognize that there is spiritual warfare going on when you're praying, too. When you are worrying, pray. And pray that that prayer get uh, up there right and go and get into spiritual warfare to deal with it. And Daniel 10:13 says, But the prince of the kingdom of the Persia withstood me one in twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief priests, came to help me, and I reminded them that the king of Persia. Note, while Daniel was fasting and praying, a spiritual battle of great multitude was occurring. The prince of Persia prevented Daniel from receiving God's message from the angels because of this conflict. He had to wait 21 days for the revelation. The prince of Persia was not a human king, but a demon from Satan's kingdom. He was defeated only when Michael, the archangel of Israel, the prince, came to help the angels through the satanic forces which to hinder that prayer. And God doesn't want you to allow no demon to stop you from praying. You have the authority to block that and to bind that, according to Matthew 18, 18. Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bind in heaven. Now, I'm going to show you something uh, about thinking. If it's a negative thought of vain thoughts, don't do that because God doesn't like that vain thinking, okay? Don't think negative. Think faith. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the substance of things not seen, but by it the elders attain a good report. The just shall live by faith, Habakkuk 2.4. Stand on faith. Stand on the Lord. Don't let worrying enter into your life. Do not let it. Psalms 119, verse 113 says, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. While you worry and read the Bible, trust the Lord. Stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has made, made us free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage, Galatians 5.1. Don't go into that bondage and worrying because that's not the answer. We got to walk by faith. Now, 2 Thessalonians 3.2 says, for all men have not faith. So how are you going to get faith? Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if we would allow God to chasten and chastise us, to make us become hardened soldiers, we won't have to worry. I really believe worrying is for baby Christians, for people who's not developed. If you've been walking with the Lord four, five, six, seven years, man, you don't need to be worrying about nothing. What is it you, 
What have you learned what other people can get an example on? Amen? So don't let the devil get you in your natural mind. That's what he wants. He doesn't want you meditating on the word of God. If you're worrying, the best thing you can do to counteract that is to meditate day and night, to bind demonic spirits. Whatsoever you shall bind on earth should be bind in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth should be loosed in heaven. You need to be binding and loosing spirits and praying in the Holy Ghost and casting your care on him and constantly quoting scriptures to assure you that you ain't going to cross that line or worrying. Because the minute you do, it is sin. Amen? Well, you don't want that. So make sure that you cast all your cares upon him. First Peter 5, 7. Also read Philippians 4, 19, Philippians 4, 13, Philippians 4, 6, and Philippians 4, 8. God knoweth them that trust in him. God knoweth them that trust in him. Nahum, N-A-H-U-M, 1, 7. Can that be you tonight? The choice is yours. God bless you. Trust the Lord. You don't have to worry. We have a powerful God. We have the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When I went to Israel, that totally changed my life. I am a Sabbath keeper. I do not recognize Sunday. I do not go in no church on no Sunday. Jesus of Nazareth never taught a sermon on Sunday. I am not the Sunday man. I am a Sabbath keeper. Jesus Christ is Lord of the Sabbath. Before I close, I have to shoot that in there. Okay? I close. I have to shoot that in there. Uh, the Sabbath is for Gentiles. Before we close, I am a Sabbath keeper, and I need to shoot this. We taught on worrying, but I am a pro-Sabbath keeper, and there are a lot of Christians and pastors are worshiping God on the wrong day. Uh, also, I want you to know that the Sabbath is for Gentiles, too, not just for Jewish people. Let me get that explained to you out the King James Version, which is written in Isaiah chapter 56, verse 6. Also, the sons of the strangers that joined themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name of the Lord to be the servants, everyone that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it and taking hold of my covenant. Strangers, that's Gentiles. Brothers and sisters, the Sabbath is real. Uh, I want to give you some scriptures in the Old Testament and in the New Testament because we better be thankful that we are under uh, the New Testament because under the Old Covenant, they're stoning you. They don't do it no more because we're under the New Testament, even though it's still applicable, but not the stoning. And I'll show that to you in the book of Hebrews. But if you would kindly, uh, if you don't mind, please uh, go uh, to your Bibles. And I got a new Bible here. And I have a I study out of Life in the Spirit Bible. If you ever want to get a good Bible, uh, get this Bible here. This is what I study out of. It's powerful. Life in the Spirit Bible. Uh, I want to close with this Sabbath thing. And I want to make sure that people know where I'm coming from biblically. Uh, please turn to the book of Exodus chapter 31. Uh, 
Exodus chapter 31, and we're going to go to verse 14 and verse 15. Well, let's go to Exodus 31, verse 12. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily, my Sabbath ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generation, that ye may know that I am the Lord that does sanctify you, and shall keep the Sabbath therefore, for it is a holy unto you, Everyone that defiles it shall surely be put to death. Now, that's the Old Testament, but that's not applicable for us today because we're under the New Testament. Now, I'm going to show you when I say we're under the New Testament. If you turn to the book of Mark, this is what Jesus is saying about the Sabbath. And uh, it's very interesting to see this. Uh, he says this in uh, Mark chapter 2, verse 23, Jesus is the Lord of Sabbath. Now, this is the Son of God, the same Jesus of Nazareth that all of you call Christians. He's the Lord of Sabbath. He's not the Lord of Sunday. I wish he was. I was Roman Catholic. I was really messed up. When I went to Israel, that changed my life four, fifteen 15 years ago. And I said, wait a minute. What, why is everything so quiet here? Where is everybody? Ruth said, be quiet. This is the Sabbath. I didn't know what the Sabbath was. And I had a Jewish person to teach me the Sabbath. And I'm grateful that God did. And in Mark chapter 2, 23, it says, And it came to pass that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day. And his disciples began as they went to pluck the herbs of corn. And the Pharisees said unto him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? And he said unto them, have you never read what David did when he had need and was hungry? He and they went with him, and how he went into the house of God in the day of Abiah, the high priest, and did eat the shewbread, which is not lawful to eat, but for that priest, and gave also to them which was with them hunger. If you're hungry, you can eat on the Sabbath day, is what Jesus is saying. Now he said something very interesting in Mark, in, uh, Mark 2.27. And he said unto him, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Now, when I saw this here, this hit me right here. New Testament now. Therefore, the Son of Man, that's Jesus, is Lord also of the Sabbath. He's not taking that out. Constantine, the Roman Catholic Pope, changed worship service to make a covenant with the Druze which is all Eve, which is all hollow Eve. And they agreed for this pagan holiday to give them, and they moved the church from Saturday to Sunday so they can live in peace with the Druids. That is how this thing got messed up. Now, I'm going to show you something in the book of Hebrews that a lot of people uh, don't realize, but it's very, very touching. It's very powerful concerning the Sabbath. And it's in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Please get to your scriptures for me. And before we close, let's go to Hebrews. Uh, 
We're going to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. The promise of rest. This is the Sabbath. This is in the book of Hebrews. So some people say, well, that's the Old Testament. Under the New Testament, we're not punishable by death. It's a sin if we don't uh, rest on the Sabbath. It's no different than committing fornication or stealing a lie. It's still a sin. And God tells us about the promise of rest in uh, Hebrews 4.1. Let us therefore fear least a promise being let us of entering into his rest. That's the Sabbath. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as to them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in that they heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he says, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works was finished from the foundation of the world. For he spoke in a certain place, and the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. This is in the book of Hebrews. This is the New Testament. God still wants us to rest on this day. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. Seeing therefore it reminded that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief, which was me. I didn't believe in the Sabbath, but I don't have that unbelief now. I went to Israel, and I woke up. Again, he limited a certain day, saying in David today, after so long a time, as it was said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? No, he didn't. He did not speak of another day because he says he's the Lord of Sabbath. That is why live deliverance in that radio worship and honor the Sabbath. We're not seven days of vintage. We are apostolic Christians. We believe in speaking in tongues, laying hands on the sick, all of the nine gifts of the spirit, Sabbath rest, casting out demons, the prophetic, prophesying, laying hands, exorcism, cleaning your house from evil spirits, spiritual warfare, Derek Prince all day, Derek Prince, 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 Derek Prince. We have Pastor Earl White, a brother in the Lord, who's a deliverance minister in Jamaica that's bringing the word. Tomorrow we're going to have Evangelist Janet Taylor out of North Carolina who's going to be teaching us. And please pray for me. Please sow a seed. I need your prayers. I'm trying to get back to Kingston, Jamaica. I love that country. God bless Jamaica. One love to you. Do not worry. Go to www.livedeliverance.com. You can sow a seed to keep us on air. It would be a blessing to do that. We do need the income. That's at www.livedeliverance.com. Amen. On the lower left-hand side of the icon, there's a PayPal. God bless your sister Rebecca. Shalom to you. God bless you. Shalom. You can call me. Any of you who listen to me, you're welcome to call for prayer. Toll-free number. It's a free number at area code 678-701-3733. I can't give out my Jamaica number on, on the Internet because it will be blown up. It's just calls or calls or calls. But if anybody needs prayer, want to communicate with me, you please can do so 
by calling me or texting me in the talk room. If you got any questions before I leave, please send me a message before we go on air. I'd like to open up the opportunity for those who are on this radio station to uh, learn. And if there's any questions, I give this opportunity for you to call me now at 678-701-3733. Are there any questions? Okay, there's no questions. God bless. Again, go to www.livedeliverance.com on the lower left hand of the icon, on my lower left hand of my icon, on the lower left hand of the icon, so a seed to keep us on air. Email me at overtonavy1 at gmail.com. Again, you can call me at 678-701-3733. Shalom to you. And God bless every last one of you. We had a wonderful evening. Don't worry. Stay strong and stand on God's word. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.